This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Come on, bring your friends. We'll learn marketing from distant lands. Andre Sturgeon and Justin Womack. Fun will never end. It's marketing geeks. So, man, here we are. Uh, it is day 798 uh, of quarantine. The uh, I have... Uh, I, I have uh, run out of t-shirts because uh, I ran out of toilet paper, like, uh, you know, about seven months ago. Well, so, it's, a new, uh, it's a new currency these days. You trade in toilet paper, man. The dollar is no longer worth anything, so. Yeah, might as well wipe your butt with that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, we, uh, we are uh, here still. Uh, I, uh, you know, as I've said, I think I actually had the C-19 in like uh, November. Because I had a rattle in my chest, like I was so sick, and then I had this rattle in my chest. Uh, antibiotics did nothing for it, and uh, the doctors had no idea what it was. But to be to be devil's advocate, though, wouldn't it have spread if you had it, though? Well, the ironic thing is, is that my son also got sick, and uh, he lives in an area called North Brabant, and North Brabant is where they had the first major outbreak. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it's possible. There might there might be a connection there. Uh, it, it, you know, I've I've been known to definitely change the balance of the universe a time or two. Did I ever tell you about the time? This is a true story. Did I ever tell you about the time that uh, I I killed any movies about people going to Mars for about a decade? I personally killed people <laughs> going to Mars. So it's like who killed the electric car, but you killed the Mars movies. Yeah, yeah, and this is this is an absolutely true story. So uh, there was a movie, really terrible movie called Mission to Mars, and that had Gary Sinise. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, you remember that movie? I, I uh, do, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, so it, it it had a a fairly okay cast, but the movie was just just terrible. And basically, it's about these uh, astronauts that go to the Mars. The first ones to go to Mars, and when they get there, uh, they find that the face on Mars is actually a giant temple. So spoiler alert, they go inside and then uh, Gary Sinise says that he's going to, uh, they find a ship and he's like, I'm going to get on that ship and find out where we came from. And so he he goes to get on the ship and as he's doing this monologue, uh, he's, he's, the music behind him starts to swell up and and it's so cheesy and the music is just not quite working. And I had been invited to a screening and it was the press screening. And unbeknownst to me, Roger Ebert was sitting right behind me, right? <laughs> and uh, as the music's swelling up, I turn to my friend and I say, probably a little too loud, oh my God, he's going to sing. And everyone around me just loses it and starts cracking up. And, uh, and would you believe it, a few days later, Roger Ebert actually mentions that on the show. He says, yeah, uh, the, the movie was completely cheesy. In fact, one guy in the audience said <laughs> that he could have sworn that Gary Sinise was going to start singing at a certain point. 
Cut to like three or four years later. This is absolutely true. I have a friend of mine who's working for Jeffrey Katzenberg, right? And he goes into his office to deliver some scripts and he overhears this conversation. And the conversation is them talking about doing a movie where they colonize Mars. And Jeffrey Katzenberg says, no, we're not going to do any more Mars movies. That is off the table. And the other guy who I, I was one of the top producers, he goes, you know what? Mission to Mars was an anomaly, and we had that audience until that one guy said something about singing, and then it went all out the window. So, um, so you you put in motion an entire moratorium on Mars movies for a that decade. That was me. Until Matt, was it Matt Damon or Elon Musk that brought back the Mars? Uh, I think uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was out of Hollywood by that point. So, uh, the, yeah. Well, Elon Musk, Elon Musk made it cool again, and then Matt Damon made The Martian. Yeah, that's true. And I actually haven't seen uh, The Martian. It's like for some weird reason I I've missed it, even though it's supposed to be great, right? But, it's okay. Yeah. 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 It's it's like being in quarantine but on Mars. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, man, we got some news uh, items. But first of all, before we do any of that, I want to talk about the LinkedIn Mastery course. First of all, we mentioned in the last episode, we would have a link in the description. We didn't do that. But by the time you hear my voice now, if you go to uh, the uh, to Marketing Geeks Podcast, marketinggeekspodcast.com, uh, there will be a little link there. I'm going to put it in right after this recording. So you'll see it to pre-register for our LinkedIn mastery overview uh, course, which is uh, we've, we've, we've taught uh, tens of, of people this course, you and I, and, uh, and, and to businesses all over the area. And uh, <laughs> Actually, technically, I, I taught this course here in the Netherlands a couple of times. So you could say we've taught it all over the world. I, I actually gave a LinkedIn talk to AIG. So, I mean, that's that's kind of a big deal, man. That's a that's a relatively yeah. big company. Yeah, that is a big company. May not exist in the next six months, but that's a whole other. Yeah, hey, but neither will another 10,000 companies. So this is true. This is true. Uh, which brings me to the importance of why you need a LinkedIn profile, because uh, if you have a good LinkedIn profile, you can drum up business. And, uh, you know, if, if, uh, as, as you once famously said, if you can generate fear in people, you can sell them things. <laughs> you can monetize it. You can monetize <laughs> it. Well, plus LinkedIn so. is still right now, one of the best organic platforms for content too. So if you're putting out content, yeah. you're going to get a lot more reach on your LinkedIn profile than you will on Facebook. Yeah. And so, so this is, uh, this is something that, you know, I'm passionate about because people don't do LinkedIn correctly. And I think it starts by, uh, having a good LinkedIn profile. So we're going to teach this for free. We're going to, I, uh, I'm putting together, uh, we're revamping the course. We're going to update it. It's going to be valuable to, uh, anybody who wants it. And, uh, again, it's going to be free for you. Uh, so just go to the website, you'll see, scroll down, you'll see a link and then uh, sign up for it. And we will, uh, we will pre, you can pre-register, uh, at this point or register if you're listening to this back in time or in, in forward in the future. And I'm back in time. So, uh, all right, man, how about some, how about some news items? Kick it off. What do you got? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, this is kind of interesting. Microsoft will have all events, uh, digital only until July, 2021. Yeah, Microsoft is uh, a company that I think will survive this thing. They are they're legit. They've been around long, and they know how to pivot. Um, 
their newest their newest CEO is is doing a great job. That's re- he's revived the company that yeah. took a dive for a while. They were they were really losing market share to Apple, and they've made a big comeback. And they um, own LinkedIn. I, they own LinkedIn as well. And they own LinkedIn. I actually kind of forgot that in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but they do. Yes, they own LinkedIn. Uh, they bought them in 2016 when, when we created the course. They just bought LinkedIn, and it was like 26 billion dollars. Which uh, who knows? Maybe by the time everything's said and done, that'll be a bargain. That was cheap. Well, this, uh, this story comes from The Verge. Uh, Microsoft is planning to take all of its inter- internal and external events digital only until July 2021 due to ongoing coronavirus, coronavirus pandemic. The software maker had already revealed, uh, revealed Build 2020 due to be held in Seattle in May would transform into a digital event. This digital-only focus is now extending far to far more events over the next year. You know, uh, this is this is just again one of these things where uh, if there was a like you said it, you said if you went into an event on uh, just a few weeks ago and when you came out of the event, it was a totally different world. It was like reality had shifted. The day I left, I think, or the day before, was when they canceled South by Southwest. So that was the first sign that okay, maybe this is more serious than I was realizing. Right. (laughs) Um, but it was still pretty, we were still pretty much business as usual at that point. And, and then like on day one or day two, it was day two, they canceled the NBA, which is, I mean, that's big. I mean, they canceled the entire sports league. That's a big deal. And then I think the day after that, or the same day, the stock market crashed and all hell started falling loose. But coming back to Microsoft real quick, I want to talk a little bit more about that because not only do they own LinkedIn, they own Skype. Yeah, uh, let's not forget that they own Skype, and they've they've uh, and I've read I've been reading a lot about this. They've mismanaged Skype for a long time, and now they're sitting on a gold mine because um, if you've been watching, Zoom had a huge surge as the market crashed. They surged because Zoom is the a video conferencing platform that's kind of more recent. But Microsoft has the software; they just need to update it and get it uh, get it positioned better for businesses. Plus, they own Teamwork, which is a is a team management software for companies. Yes, yeah, and one of my clients has started uh, to use it, uh, so I'm I'm using it too. And interestingly enough, a lot of people were using Zoom until it turned out that there was huge security flaws. So now a lot of companies are saying, "Don't use Zoom." So uh, Microsoft has a really good. Uh, so that, there's a stock. If you want to invest in right now, long term, I'd say Microsoft is a safe bet long term. Yeah, um, I, I think Zoom's security concerns are probably overblown, and you know they're probably planted partially by Microsoft, but you know, <laughs> or by yeah. by competitors. Um, but yeah, but yeah, Zoom has had uh, they've had a few issues, and they uh, they were they've dropped about thirty percent in the last week. If you're listening to this live or uh, around the time we release it, um, but I've been I've been watching a lot of this stuff in the stock market, and, and the thing that scares me right now, Andros, is that the market this week has had a huge uptick, and I don't think it's warranted at this point. I think I, I would expect a slower uptick in the market. Um, they're obviously banking on better news. I think they think the news is better than it really is. I don't think that we're coming out of this, um, for a while. And I think the market thinks we're coming out of it in like a month or two. I think, I think it's definitely like people are like, okay, we've been in quarantine. Let's, you know, get everything back, uh, you know, going, you know, back to normal, but nothing, nothing is ever going to be normal. I mean, uh, you know, as soon as people start congregating again, 
there's going to be more hotspots. And so uh, this is this is you know this is going to change uh, everything. And again, as I've as I've mentioned previously, I think some of these things are for the better. I, I mean, there are people now who are spending more time with their kids than they've ever spent. Uh, and you know, there's also people who uh, divorces are also way up, but that's good. I mean, getting out of a bad relationship is good. You know, don't, don't, well, you're, just bringing, you're just bringing things to light. So what you're, you're forcing, you're forcing issues to that's light. Right. That's right. This, this has brought a lot of things to light. And if, if you, if you refuse to look, this is the other thing that's brought to light. If you refuse to look at the reality of a situation, it's going to get you. I mean, Boris Johnson is now in intensive care because he he was like, oh, there's no need to self-quarantine. I'm going to shake hands with COVID people and cut to, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's it also brings up this other interesting conversation that has to do with the fact that if you are a person who thinks that the government should keep out of your business, well, there are times that the government is really needed. And this is one of them. Um, but it also creates a, like times like this creates a lot of crazy conspiracy theories and a lot of paranoia. Case in point, my next story is uh, this is from The Verge. Uh, UK mobile carriers politely ask people to stop burning 5G towers. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Well, give uh, some backstory there because yeah, people are burning 5G uh, towers. So tell tell <laughs> some backstory. Okay, so the the backstory. Okay, we we, we got to dig deep here. So there's a certain segment of population who believes that the 5G network is actually the thing that is causing the COVID virus, and that people are actually getting sick because they're installing the 5G towers, and that is the thing that's making people get ill. Right. So people are going uh, a little nuts, and when they see 5G towers being installed, they either have been attacking the installers or they have burned down the towers because they don't trust the 5G. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I, here, here, look, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm also not, not a conspiracy guy. I kind of, I kind of go like this. There's, there's, there's things that they tell us and things that, you know, the, the far ends of the spectrum believe one way or another. Uh, but I, w- I would just say, does somebody have an opportunity to make money and, and gain power in a situation like this? Yes. Uh, you know, as, as the, the, the furthest I will go with, with a COVID conspiracy is, uh, is it possible that China maybe released this to make the, the protesters uh, stop in, in Hong Kong? Is, and they thought that they could get a, a handle on it because they got a handle on the other uh, you know, on, on uh, SARS and uh, some of the other diseases, and it just got out of hand. Maybe that's as far as I'll go. Uh, but is it a government conspiracy? Is it, you know, to make Trump look bad? Is it, you know, to to put these these 5G towers up? Is it to take away our rights? Oh, man, people will take advantage of shit like that. All they have is they have correlational data. I mean, you're basing this on, yes, 5G towers went up, around the same time that's all you have that's very circumstantial and like to be burning down towers and approaching it that way is not a a, a rational thing to do well it's, it's no 
And, and according, according to The Verge, the top four UK mobile operators have issued joint statements asking for help to stop people burning 5G towers. Multiple cell towers were targeted in the UK last week in apparent arson attacks after online conspiracy theories have been falsely linking the spread of coronavirus pandemic to the rollout of 5G. There's no scientific evidence to suggest the link, but theories have been spreading wildly on social networks like Facebook. And next door, well, and, a lot and of five G conspiracy theories well ahead of coronavirus. I mean, I've been reading about these for years. Uh, people yeah. have been afraid of it. So this is they, you know, five G's kind of been rolling out slowly, and coronavirus comes. So this is like people that have already been fearing five G are just making the connection. Uh, even though the evidence is not there. Okay. Yeah, and and you know there are things to worry about 5G. Like for instance, can you control data in a way that basically will lock down information and erase it from the internet and track people? Like that stuff, I, I could get behind being paranoid about that. Um, but as as far as like some of this other stuff, you know, I mean, if if you're getting your news from Facebook, please just stop. Really, <laughs> really. I, uh, that's all I can tell you. I don't have any other words of advice, but that, you know, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyway, well, uh, what do you think? I mean, how long do you think we're in this? Because let's, let's, cause this is affecting the oh. world of business, affecting the world of marketing. I read today that, um, advertising costs on the whole are down about 30% right now because the demand is down because the budgets are being reallocated to other features. Although there is a, a pretty intriguing argument that now would be the time to double your spend because you're getting yeah. better, you're getting better bang for your buck and you have less i mean well because of it you have less competition and you have a chance to gain market share however at the same time there also is a pullback in consumer spending and right. that has only i think we've only seen a fraction of the pullback and we'll continue to see more and more pullback um as uh, unless uh, you know, unless we're wrong and this ends suddenly, which I I don't see that happening. No. I'm not going to rule it out. I'm not going to say it's not impossible. Not impossible. Um, I, I see this being a, a prolonged thing. I mean, oh, the worst case scenarios. I've heard people talk about like a new Great Depression. Uh, I hope it's not that bad, but I, it's going to be bad though. Well, yeah, and I, I have a good friend of mine who works for a bank and has a has a, a, a like they 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 are they have a very big position in a bank. Uh, and they said that they're predicting that this is going to last at least until the end of the year, because even if it goes away, when people start congregating again, there's, it's going to flare up again. This is something until there's a full vaccine for this. Again, there's a conspiracy theory that the vaccine is really just to, you know, mind control us with uh, micro blood or whatever. But, uh, but until there's a vaccine, this, this is going to be part of our reality for a little bit. And that said, it needed to be. We were moving too fast. It, the world was burning down. Uh, the, the you know the 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 oli the oligarchs were basically robbing the complete countries. Uh, we need to change how we do business and how 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 economies move. Uh, I think that there was you know for instance just the way that you look at Amazon and the way that Amazon treats their employees. My mother before she died, she were com I'm coming up on the one year anniversary of her death. And she had to get a job at Amazon, at an Amazon Fulfillment Center. It's and you like, talked about it on the show when she was yeah. alive. You talked about it, yeah. Yeah, 76. Uh, she, she, you know, and, and the, the drivers don't have insurance, uh, like health insurance. It's, it's it, you know, we can't, we, and the way that we rely on China, most medications are coming out of China now. And the way that they're treating people, the way that they're 
you know, they have concentration camps with, uh, you know, and some, some say even organ, organ harvesting that I don't well, know. Let's, let's stop there for a second. Cause you said, you said something interesting about China. Um, yeah. 80, 80% of all us medications are manufactured in China. Right. Uh, 80%. So if they were like, yeah, if they had a problem and had to shut down their manufacturing, we would be screwed. Um, plus, I think it's, I mean, look at like um, the masks, all, all of the masks are manufactured in China. So we're having a big issue there. And it, it was like, it's a huge wake up call to a lot of people that didn't realize it, it, that's like 100% of the mask from my right. understanding, like all the three, 3M manufacturers, all masks in China. So we don't even have a plant that's set up to, to manufacture them. So right. when we're in this kind of a, when we're in this kind of need, like we're realizing suddenly that, oh crap, we don't even have the facilities to create these things on demand. Exactly. And um, so as, as you said, it's bringing to light a lot of the stuff that needed to come to light. We needed to look at it. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm great, you know, uh, but I'm also, you know, like everybody else, man, there's, there's moments when I wake up in the middle of the night, like in a cold sweat, just staring at the ceiling going, oh my God, like what, <laughs> you know, but I, I will promise you this, as long as there's the internet, and as long as uh, I have the ability to speak into a microphone, good people, the marketing geeks will stand. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, we will survive this. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, in other news, uh, YouTube plans shorts. It's a, uh, a YouTube app that is intended to rival yeah. TikTok. So uh, I don't know if that's going to go over. So, But there you go. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm so out of touch with TikTok still. I mean, I, I mean, I, I follow the company a bit, and I'm, I just don't go on there. I don't use the app. I'm not. I'm not an expert in any means on TikTok. You're the guy that uses it much more than me. I'm. Like, I get the concept. I just. It, oh it's God, not my, it's not my demographic. I don't know. Oh, you would <laughs> no. You would love it. It's an ADD paradise. It really is. It's like. It, it, <laughs> I mean, you know, they have so much data on like what you're watching. They feed. What, what's you. the time limit? Is it is it 15 seconds or 30 60 seconds? seconds? 60 oh, seconds. One minute. One minute. Okay. Yeah, and and you really got to be creative to get attention on there. It's it's. Uh, I mean, I I like it, but it's also a rabbit hole, and so I tend not to. I mean, you know, Reddit is a big enough rabbit hole for me, so uh, I try to limit my rabbit holes. But uh, YouTube is currently planning uh, uh, shorts. It's uh, an answer to TikTok. And it's featured uh, inside its existing mobile app. And the shorts will include a feed of brief videos posted by users inside the Google-owned app. And will take advantage of the video service catalog of licensed music songs from which there'll be available soundtracks, et cetera, et cetera. So they're, they're going to try and take on uh, TikTok. I mean, it's smart. You, you pivot. You, you, you steal an idea. That's what uh, the whole thing is about. Nowadays. A lot of people are already on YouTube and I mean, everybody's at home creating videos right now. <laughs> so there's a yeah. lot of these YouTube creators are dropping like three videos a day right now. Well, that's the, because they're getting paid on it. But. Right. And, but that's the other thing that I find very interesting is that a lot of people are just cr being creative. There's a lot of, there's a, an explosion of creativity that I'm seeing, which I, I really love. And uh, you know, I think, I think creativity is the thing that can get us out of, uh, a big mess. I mean, one of the other things that I, I really feel that the coronavirus has done is shown what happens when people work together to solve a problem. Like if we work together to solve the environmental issues, the way that some countries are working together to solve COVID, uh, man, we could, we, it's, we could do it. We could do it collectively as a species. And it's also showing how some countries, specifically the one I have come from, 
previously and the one you're living in uh, is blocking innovation by saying, no, this has got to be for us. This is like this, this thing that we're doing has got to be only for us. And that's got to end, man. We're, we're one species. We got to, we got to help each other. Like no matter where you see people, you know, in pain and suffering, we have got to help each other. So who do you see as like a company that, that you think can weather the storm and be creative or who are a couple of like, who are a couple of the businesses that are out there that you feel like will um, get creative or have, or, or have the infrastructure to kind of survive this. And they have less of the commercial, you know, commercial real estate space, like less of that to deal with, you know, like retail stores are in trouble right now yeah, because they, they have to pay their lease unless, unless they own the land, which very few do. And mm-hmm. they, they, I mean, they might get a little bit of a break from the government, but they're, they're in trouble. They were already in trouble. And this just amplifies, I mean, like you said, this amplifies problems that already existed, but for retail, this could be the end for a lot of them. Yeah. And I would actually, I would actually submit that, that it's going to be more a matter of the, the companies, like after this is all over, there's going to be a lot of like, wait a minute, what were you doing during the coronavirus? How are you treating your people? You know? So there's going to be a lot of like, like Monday morning quarterbacking. People are going to think about it and really like see how people behaved. But I think the question is more not who's going to survive, but who's going to be deemed irrelevant. Like for instance, Mm -hmm. I think that Coca-Cola, for instance, people are going to start to realize like, man, more plastic comes out of Coca-Cola than, than any other company. Like, why are you relevant? Right. Uh, And, and people's people will be more concerned about their health because the unhealthy people are the ones who are getting sick the most. Uh, I think that uh, companies that are um, uh, that had this kind of old paradigm, like if you're, if, if your whole business model was based upon an assumption that people would not pay attention to what you're doing, uh, people are going to start paying attention and being a bit more mindful about stuff. People are, I mean, not only are people aware of social distancing, but people are going to be aware of like, what's on the shelf? Like, where's this product coming from? Like why, you know, China, you know, if China is responsible on some level for this and they were lying to people about the nature of this disease, why are we doing business with China? It doesn't make sense. So I think, I, I think that, that there's going to be a lot of rethinking about how business is, is being done. And this is something that we've been preaching forever since the beginning of the show, which is like the integrity of your company and the way you do your advertising around that integrity is going to matter moving forward, like more than ever. I hundred percent agree. And yeah, like you've, you've mentioned several times, people will look back on this era and look at your behavior during the era. So one way or another, we come out of this. Uh, if your company survives, which my hope is that majority of companies will come out of this alive. Um, but they're going to look back and be like, I'm only going to do business now with the companies that reached out, the companies that performed ethically during this, during, right. during adversity. So like, how do you respond to adversity? Cause usually that's what brings out true colors. Um, now getting into the speculative side of like, I was just, cause I I'd asked you about companies that might be able to succeed during this one, one industry that I see with a big upside is esports, um, because I'm seeing like ESPN is, it's hilarious. Like I, I haven't really watched a lot of it, but I've been reading a little bit now they're doing like video game tournaments on there and like the sportscasters oh, have nothing to talk yeah. about. And they're just, <laughs> they're just like forcing the issue with like whatever they can get on there. But I, I mean, yeah, but also, sports, that, that's a, that was already a growing industry and it's, it's a hundred percent virtual and people love their sports. And this is like a way of, uh, this is a virtual sport that can, people can have fan bases for, and it can kind of bring some unity that way. I see a big upside there. And I, I don't know if 
if it's pure speculation or if it'll take off, but um, I, I see a big upside. Yeah, plus you you have a, a huge, huge generation of, you know, young, well, I'm going to say young males mostly. Uh, I'm generalizing, but it's mostly young males who, uh, when this whole thing happened, they're like, oh, I don't have to go to school and I get to stay home all day and play video <laughs> games. Fuck yeah, you know. So, uh, and, and to clarify, just because not everyone knows what esports are, it's not just like sport video games. It's any video game, but you play right. competitively. So it's playing video games competitively. They call it esports. Yeah. Now, uh, in other news, this is from Financial Times. Uh, Elon Musk. He. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, you, you heard of him. <laughs> well, he uh, he, you know, so, look. One thing about Elon Musk is that he says a lot of things. And sometimes they seem kind of like way out there. Like remember when the the kids were trapped in the in the tunnel, and he oh, yeah. said, "Well, well I'm gonna submarine. yeah, I'm gonna build a submarine." And he like made a big deal about it, and then he ended up calling one of the rescuers a pedophile, which that wasn't a good movie, Elon. But uh, uh, he said that he was going to create some uh, some ventilators that were built from parts from the Tesla factory. And so he got people to work and uh, he, uh, he said that they actually put some ventilators together and delivered them. And so, you know, love him or hate him. It's like, that's a guy who actually took his factory, pivoted and did something with it. And even if it was a, a way to gain publicity for himself, I think that moving forward, people are going to go, well, that guy did, yeah. stand up when the chips were down it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's for publicity or not though because he's actually saving human lives i mean so right. whether whether the it doesn't really matter what the motive is at that point in my opinion i mean it's like if you're if, it, if it's between life and death like whatever the motive it doesn't matter just make the products he's one of the few people that have the u.s manufacturing plants like tesla manufactures in the u.s mostly so he's got the the facilities to do it and he uh yeah and he came out with the prototypes just recently and i guess you said he shipped them now so I'm very, I'm very pleased that he's making an effort. He doesn't have to do that. It's not good for his business. Um, you know, he's not, I mean, he even said he's not charging um, any sort of profit on it. So he's just, he's just manufacturing them. I think he is, I think he is charging cost. I would hope just to, that's fair, but he's, yeah. and he's, getting them, he's getting them to all the facilities that need them. And we're, I mean, we need a lot of them um, from what I understand. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as I record this right now, we're probably in the absolute worst week of this, because the thing is, is that it takes it, it once you get COVID-19, it takes several weeks for you to get worse. And well, 14, uh, 14 days are when you your first symptom should appear within 14 days of infection. And then and then you have the whole then it's like another three to four weeks once you actually show the first symptom. Right. And, and in America, as I, as we record this, there's now, uh, uh, what is it like? A, a well, we're, we're supposed to peak. We're supposed to have, uh, I mean, theoretically, if, if the, whatever the models or whatever they're saying hold true, we're supposed to have our worst day on April 15th. And yeah, well, well let me tell you for, for a lot of people, April 15th is a terrible day. Cause that's tax day, but that's a whole other, I think it was April 15th around yeah. there, around well, there. Though. I think about two weeks, but the, the point is it, we've already passed the death toll in nine 11, um, yeah. cumulatively. And we're expected, I think, I think they said it was going to be five. They're expecting 5,000 deaths in a single day on April, on whatever day it is. I think it's April 15th. And then from there, that's supposed to be the peak worst. 
if people shelter in place and stay home and social distance, the idea would be that then it should start dropping from there. Yeah. Um, but that's right now it's just a theoretical model and we don't, we don't know for sure. We don't know. We don't know anything. And I, I, my heart really goes out to anybody who is sick right now as family members who are sick and, uh, you know, uh, like really I, I, every night I am just praying that people like get better and, you know, that the scientific community figures something out. People that need vents, like you're, you're going to be in ICU for a while if you need a ventilator. Yeah. And as somebody that was on a ventilator, right? Um, the people that are in the ICU now, they don't, they're not allowed to have visitors. Like that is rough. Cause Ooh. like I, one of the reasons that I think I was able to like survive was because I had my, my now wife, my girlfriend at the time and my, my parents were like visiting every single day. Like they were there. And if I didn't have that, it would have been a much, much harder road. And so I can't even imagine what that's like. Well, with, with every crisis comes opportunity. And of course, if you're Facebook, you'll find that opportunity. And that is exactly what they did. So because they saw so many people using Zoom and Skype, they have now developed a messenger desktop app for group video calls and chats. Huh. Uh, because what better way to reach out to your Aunt Edna, who's in isolation, <laughs> than on Facebook? Yeah. The, other, uh, the other apps that are very popular right now are Marco Polo, which my wife is using constantly. I've never used Marco Polo, but it's it's basically like walkie-talkie, but with videos. So you mm-hmm. you send a video message, send a bone back. They don't have to be live, but they can be live. And then uh, House Party, which is another app I don't really use, but I've read it. I've, I'm, I've downloaded it. I've kind of looked at it. it it's like Zoom, but it's 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 uh it's not it's not really designed for business. It's designed for personal use more. Um, but those, I'm surprised Facebook just didn't try to buy one of those companies. <laughs> well, let me, let me, well, we, they've got a team of people, man. If they wanted to invent like a left nostril inhaler and do it in three days, they can, they have That's the right. resources to do it. Yeah. When uh, they wanted Snapchat, they're like, oh, we're not going to buy them. We'll just, or actually they did try to buy them. And when they said no, they're like, oh, we'll just copy all their features. Yeah. And they, did it, <laughs> they did it fast. But I mean, like this is, this is the type of thing that, that, you know, comparing Elon Musk to, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, it's like, you know, you have every resource in the, in the world. Are are you doing anything to help this situation? Or are you just like looking for a way to make money off of it? And, and I, you know, I, I, Again, Elon, I, Elon might get positive press and that might've been part of the reason behind it, but, it, but he's not charging premiums on this. He's not making right. money off of it. And again, like, I, I don't care what the reason, if you're doing the right thing, just do the right thing. Yeah. And if you if you're if you're trying to make money off of this this event, then there is a special place in hell for you. There's a there was a in fact, I'm going to I'm going to see if I can find it and I'll put a link to it in the in the show episode because I'm now every show is going to have its own page. Yay, hopefully. Uh, but uh, but there's a there was a, a, a great video uh, passing around on Reddit of this preacher who was trying to blow away the coronavirus with his superpowers and uh, it's a guy who also wanted three hundred million for his. Uh, was it in Texas? Where, where was it? Somewhere like that, and and one of those theatrical ones, like on, I think in the movie Borat, like one of those type of preachers. Like, <laughs> it's camera action preacher, and uh, you know, I'm, whatever. It's uh, the guy. The guy looks like an evil ventriloquist dummy, but uh, I'll I'll post a video there. Uh, finally, uh, Reddit is introducing a new feature. They're uh, introducing Reddit polls. It's an all new post type. So you can uh, post a poll, which is, I don't know if anyone's going to use it, but. Uh, <laughs> but it exists now. It exists. It now. Yeah. And, and if you don't go to Reddit, if you've never been to Reddit, 
Go. Don't, don't, no, don't. Just nope. don't. Because no, it's such a deep rabbit hole, man. Like, oh I, yeah. I really, well, I really. You know what? We have a lot of time these days, so maybe, maybe go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I actually went for a run today. That was good. Uh, so you know, I'm trying to stay healthy, but I, uh, Iris was gracious enough to also order me two, uh, like the artesian peanut butters, like chocolate mm. peanut butter and caramel sea salt peanut butter. Who, who do you actually order them from? Uh, there's a there's like a place like a, a company here in the Netherlands, and I went through both jars in like three days. And I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at like where people are spending their money or how they're doing it right now. And because delivery companies are huge, they're up right now. Like all these companies that are doing delivery sure. for groceries and things like that, they're all, they're all seeing a boom. Uh, Uber does have Uber Eats. I think um, the main Uber has struggled a bit, so they haven't really seen a huge spike, but they do own Uber Eats also. So they've had that, that business is keeping them afloat. <laughs> um, yeah, no doubt. But then even even Amazon owns Whole Foods, and they've made a big effort to roll out the delivery of that much broader than it was. They had delivery available. Now that's much broader. It, um, and I know, I know how you feel about Amazon, but these services that are coming on right now are like, how can you live in your home full time and never have to go out and survive? And it's so it's, I'm, it's just fascinating. I'm just paying attention to it all. So, yeah. And that's that's what the new world is going to look like. People are going to are going to want to they're going to want to stay home. We spend so much time uh, traveling and commuting and so much energy, so much uh, pollution it, and and people are not going to want to do that. They're going to like this is this is also like like from a from a psychic perspective, like just just like psychically. And I mean that I don't mean that like in a woo woo sense. I mean like like there people are going to be having even even if they didn't get it, they're going to have PTSD from like the fear of this yeah. on a daily basis. So you know what's uh, kind of interesting, like you mentioned, like how people have kind of rescinded their homes and the environment is actually seeing a benefit from that. Um, my wife showed me this a while back, but when Italy was having their peak and they're, they're finally on the decline as far as peak numbers go. Um, yeah, thank God. But they, my wife showed me a picture of Venice and like there were dolphins in the area where all the, um, what are those boats called? I'm like blanking on their name right now. The gondolas. The gondolas. Well, all the gondolas were there were like dolphins in there and the water was clear. And it was like, it was crazy to see like how quickly it had restored to like its natural state because there wasn't a ton of commercial business going on there and people weren't littering in there. And, and like, so it was clear water and dolphins. That's, that's different. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's been very interesting too, because we can, we have now have a, a, a window into how quickly the environment came back. I just read another story uh, about how by 2030, renewables will be cheaper than gas and coal. And so, you know, you were telling me what, what businesses you were asking me, what businesses will survive. Well, if you're like renewable, if you're, you know, people are going to want companies that really reach out and help. And if you can find a way to, if you're in business right now, or you're working for a company that can pivot in a way that really offers something and helps people during this time, that's, that's meaningful because there's there's two competing schools of thought, and I think one of the problems in America uh, overall, if I can you know get political here, but uh, but one of the problems is that is that we have a, a a culture that is kind of like well we don't want healthcare for all because if I'm really rich I don't want the same healthcare that the janitor has, and if the janitor has the same healthcare as me or someone who's an immigrant has the same healthcare as me, I want better healthcare. And, and, and that, that I don't want to wait in line. In those kind of yeah. I want, I want, uh, th it's about this tiered system. Like I want my stuff and I shouldn't have to wait around for it because 
you know, it's the same thing with like organic food, like rich people love organic food, poor people can't really afford organic food. But you know, if, if I eat organic food, I don't really need there, there is a school of thought, I know people like this, that if I'm eating organic food, and I'm eating well, I don't need vaccinations. Vaccinations are for poor people who have the poor food. And, and it's, it's really this, this kind of like, I've got mine. I don't want anyone else. I would rather die than give my health care to wow. someone who's undeserving. As someone and that works like, a lot in the seminar industry, I meet a lot of those people that are very anti-vax um, because they're, you know, there's a lot of very strong holistic practitioners that, that believe all medicine, not just vaccines, but all medicine you should not be taking because you can heal yourself with food and you can heal yourself with, uh, with nature. So there, there's, that's a, that's, more widespread than you might think. Um, oh, no, I, I know how widespread it is, and it, it terrifies me. I mean, I, I just all I, I just went into Facebook. I, I mentioned this a few episodes ago. I went into Facebook just to check on my friends, and that's all I saw was like there was three types of people. There's the, the wacky conspiracy people on the right, the left conspiracy people that's like, you don't really have an illness. It's all in your mind. And the people who are arguing with them with both those sides. <laughs> and 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 as as I've said before, you know what they call uh, alternative medicine that works? Medicine. Mm. So uh, <laughs> well, let's let's, let's um, I want to talk a little bit about just global warming in general, because it's an interesting topic, um, regardless of where you stand on it. I, I, if there's a lot of there are there are definitely is one school of thought that said going into last year that we have 12 years to do something about it, or it'll be beyond our control at that point. And then things will start spiraling fully out of control. And we'll be, we'll, we'll have, uh, essentially we will have started the clock to our doomsday. Um, we might be forced to slow that down a bit now because I mean, there's less cars on the road. There's, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what the carbon emission numbers look like right now. So I'm just saying this from a pure um, outsider looking in to what's happening and seeing like in Italy, the water clearing up and things like that. I, I, I'm curious as to what kind of, uh, if we see a drop in temperatures for the first time or something, uh, you know, in the next, uh, in the next six months, if we remain inside that long, or like if there's any sort of impact or if that, if, or if that would take like a much longer period of time to make that impact too. But uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens from all this in regards to, those, you know, the worst, the worst case scenarios were very bad. So, well, you know, it, it reminds me of a, a story that my uh, martial arts teacher told me. Um, and, and it, 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 it was this young boy who uh, heard of this guru who lived, you know, way up in the hills. And uh, the guru always knew what people were thinking, knew before they do anything. That's what made her like the, the master martial artist. And so the, this clever little boy decided that he was going to uh, challenge whether or not this guru actually knew what they were doing. If they really were all powerful, all omnipotent, could, could you know, figure out people's moves before they did it. So he took a bird and put it, in the, put it in his hand and he walked up the hill to the guru's house and there the guru was meditating. And he, the, the child decided that if the, the guru knew that the bird was dead or alive, uh, this would be the, the the telling thing. He would know for sure. And what he was going to do is, if the if the if the guru said the bird is alive in your hand, uh, then he would kill the bird. 
And if he said that the bird was dead, then he would open his hand and the bird would be alive. So that was going to be the proof. So he went up there and he saw the guru meditating and uh, said, guru, I have a, a bird in my hand and you must tell me, is it dead or alive? And uh, the guru said, the, uh, the bird is, is in your hands and what you do with it is up to you. So that is your choice. And, uh, and, and the, the point being that, that we, we have an opportunity as a species to, to look at what's been brought to light and we can choose whether or not we're going to go back to business. Like after the financial crisis of 2006, everything went back to normal. In fact, they removed a lot of the safety net that they put there. So it wouldn't happen again. 2008. And, or 2008, sorry. And, uh, uh, and, and, we're, we're going to, we can, we can go back to normal and then the Amazon will start burning, you know, things, global warming will continue. Uh, or we can choose to do everything differently. We have that opportunity now. And uh, this is, this is the most pivotal moment in human history. I think. I think you might be right. Um, and it, it presents a unique opportunity that I didn't think we would have. Like, I didn't think that the governments would be able to respond to the idea of reducing carbon emissions, things like that. I didn't think that would ever be possible, but given the circumstances now, it's, it's, it's happening, being forced to happen. So it, it's an interesting time. And uh, we, we do have, we have an opportunity now that this is kind of, we're reinforcing this behavior. We have an opportunity to actually make those adjustments that we have theorized on that seemed like long shots. They, they don't, they might not seem like long shots anymore to make some of these changes to our lifestyles. Well, again, the, the whole, like I said, the whole world is coming together on, on a, a lot of the world is coming together to try and conquer this simultaneously. And the, the governments that are refusing to help other governments uh, are, are not helping the situation. So I'm, I'm just hoping that people in general will come together and go, you know what, we need to collectively work together to solve issues like hunger hunger which kills way more people than the coronavirus ever did and is solvable right now have you followed have you followed this this is a very weird bizarre story that is under the radar in africa there is a huge swarm of locusts that have uh that have yeah. swarmed onto africa and they're eating the crops and it's it's like billions it's like three billion last time i checked and that was weeks ago and they multiply quick um like that is that going to be a threat because <laughs> i mean these things have domino effects like yeah i mean africa might feel you know seem like a, a place that's not going to impact us here at home but i mean they're locusts destroy crops and three billion of them they're going to yeah. destroy a ton of crops over there they're likely going to get into other countries in that cotton i mean like they can they can hop right over to europe and get into the, into well, the it's, it's partly it's, a, it's an environmental issue also uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, imagine like dealing with food insecurity and coronavirus yeah. simultaneously. I was, uh, uh, I was Googling this. You, you should look it up. This locust, this locust plague, because it's, it's fascinating. One of the things that, that I thought was really interesting is this has happened before. And at one point, China, um, they deployed an army of ducks, which I thought I'd never heard that there was an army of ducks, but China had an army of like a hundred thousand ducks. And I didn't even know ducks eat locusts, but apparently they do. And, uh, and so they, they you got to find this video. It's, it's hilarious. Like they have this like well, army you, of you, ducks that goes they all like lined up and march out to go attack the locusts. It's, it's quite a, it's quite a brawl. Just so you know, they, an army of ducks won't march. They goose step. Oh, they goose step. Good call. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, 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 but you know, all of these things, look, all of these things can be solved if we work together and 
Um, you know, and, and yes, that's happening, but look, I, we're, you know, we got to deal with one horseman of the apocalypse at a time. <laughs> one, one more, one more thing I, I got to mention because this is fascinating. I don't think I've, I don't think I brought this up on the show. Um, do you remember psychic Sylvia Brown? You remember her from, like, oh, yeah. from, from like the nineties and early two thousands. I think she died. She died uh, five, 10 years ago. Um, so th- they've recently unearthed this from one of her books. I don't remember what book it is, but I, I just pulled it up on my, on my website. I'm going to read it. Um, this comes from one of her books. Uh, I think it was written in 2008, I believe. By the year 2020, we'll see more people than ever wearing surgical masks and rubber gloves in public, inspired by an outbreak of a severe pneumonia-like illness that attacks both the lungs and the bronchial tubes and is ruthlessly resistant to treatment. This illness will be particularly baffling in that after causing a winter of absolute panic, it will seem to vanish completely until 10 years later, making uh, before it reappears. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. That came in one of her books um, back in 2008. And she actually mentions the year 2020 specifically. So coincidence or was she an all powerful psychic? <laughs> no, I think even a stop clock is right twice a day. I, I would agree because she. If, I know that she's made a ton of other predictions uh, that were completely wrong and one point she tried to help, I think like a murder case and did more harm than good too. So yeah. I, I, uh, I worked on it at a telephone psychic line, uh, and I will tell that story another time. <laughs> yeah. that was, and they that were was all fun. real. They were all real and powerful. Uh, yeah. When I, uh, I would do, I would do tarot readings over the phone. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> that was a, yeah, that was, that was a interesting, interesting time. So, uh, all right, man. Well, uh, another fine episode of the marketing. Geeks. <laughs> what does all this have to do with business? It just does. Cause you know, just, whatever happens in the world impacts us as business owners and marketers. So, and, and you know what, if, if, uh, if people are afraid, there's an opportunity to market to people, <laughs> you know, how is that? What did you say? I got it. It was so brilliant. I, I think it was, see, I don't even remember what I said, but I say these things. I don't, I don't remember. I don't write them down. Um, if you could create fear, you can monetize it. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it. like, let's not do that right now. I mean, the fear no. is already out there. Let's, let's try to be a little bit ethical here because there's enough, uh, there's enough predators. Yeah, out there. And, and once again, people listen, we talk about scary stuff here, but we're going to get through this. We will get through this. There is another side to this. And again, it depends on how we interact. I, I hope that we can all choose to, to really be a different type of culture. And, and, and I've said this before, as Mr. Rogers said, <laughs> uh, Fred Rogers, he said, when I was a little boy and I was afraid people, uh, would, would, would be freaking out and I would be afraid watching something on TV. And my mother would say, but look at all the people who are helping. Look at all the helpers. And so for those of you who are choosing to help during this time, uh, yeah, just keep doing it. And, and let's, let's change the energy of everything. And we expand what we pay attention to. So if you're paying attention to the negative, you're going to expand the negative in your life. If you're paying attention to the people helping other people, you'll expand that feeling of helping others. So it's great. Well, and so we're going to help you. So once again, go to uh, marketinggeekspodcast.com. Click on the link that says LinkedIn Mastery Course, and we will uh, give you the free LinkedIn Mastery Course. Uh, you know, it's legendary. Legendary. It yeah, people will talk about it in ten years, and uh, and won't make any more Mars films. So. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Surgeon, Justin Womack, we are the Marketing Geeks, and we are out. Stay classy.